You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan and I am your host. This is the first of what will probably be a series of five episodes of the podcast where I'm just going to give you an update on where I'm at with my reading each month. So hopefully I'll start with a reading update where I'm at with my goals and my story graph stats and then we'll move on to discussing each of the books that I read and ending with a children's book that my son and I have enjoyed reading together and also give you a little glimpse into what I'm thinking of reading next month. So let's get into it. Reading update. So July, I managed to read four books across July. A very steady and slow month, I would say. Definitely one, one or two quicker reads and then two slower reads. Uh, I'll share a little bit about those books in a moment, but essentially just breaking down and having a look at what I actually read in terms of the stats and I want to say uh, these stats are all created and made for me using the story graph so if you're not already using that application it's not sponsored or anything I just really enjoy being able to break down and see my reading so essentially all of my reading was actually fiction this month it was probably very contemporary in its leaning so there was no historical fiction uh, throughout I read a total of 1,522 pages and my average rating was 3.88. So that means I'm going to talk to you about some awesome books um, and then maybe one not so awesome book as well. In terms of my overall reading goal, my overall reading goal for the year was 36 books and I actually completed that today. Uh, I finished reading my last book of July today and it also meant I hit my 36th book for the year. And now it's time for this month's reading wrap-up. So now for the part of the podcast you're probably looking forward to the most, and it is the bit where I tell you about the four books that I have read this month. Uh, To give you a bit of context this month, I actually picked up and put down a few books across the month. Uh, One of them was Funny Ethics by Shirley Lee, which if you listened to the previous episode of the podcast, you would have heard me talk about my TBR for July. And unfortunately for me, there was just too many characters too early on and I found it really difficult to keep track. So that was one of those books I picked up and put down a few times. I just couldn't get into it. And around the same time as well, I also started to read The True Love Experiment by Christina Lauren. I will actually come back to this book because I ended up picking it up and finishing it by the end of the month. However, when I feel a slump coming on, I think a really good thing to do is either to visit local library or head to your local bookstore. And that worked perfectly for me because I felt that slump coming on. And so I went once at the beginning of the month and actually picked up Yellow Face by Rebecca F. Kwong. Now, if you are a bookstagrammer, you've probably seen this all over bookstagram. And I will definitely tell you it is worth the hype. If you have been following me on Instagram as well, you'll know that I have said a few times I'm pushing for this to be my next book club book. And uh, you'll be in luck. It actually was picked as my next book club book for next month. So I'm very much so looking forward to, whoops, that's me dropping the book. I uh, very much look forward to reading this and discussing it a little bit more with my book club. But if you haven't heard about it or you need a little refresher, this is what Yellowface is about. Struggling author June meets up with her longtime college frenemy, 
Athena to celebrate her Netflix deal. Later that evening, Athena is dead and her unpublished, unheard of manuscript is in June's bag. What follows is a psychological thriller that makes you question your own morals, who gets to tell what stories, and the world of publishing. So this was just a straight five-star read for me, honestly. It hit a lot of things. I just did not want to put it down, and I think that does also make for a really good book. I really was not prepared for just how all-consuming this book would actually be. There was complex characters, there was exploration of greed and race, and it was all sewn together with this absolutely masterful uh, writing. And it made for an incredibly incredibly uh, rich story that just made me want to discuss it with people. Uh, character motivations, the plot, the deeper themes, so, so much is covered. And my copy is just covered in highlight, covered in annotations, because it really made me think about things. Uh, one of the things that did make me think about was the revelations in terms of the public uh, publishing industry and how it can appear to be really diverse, but it actually has a lot of work to do. And furthermore, what it is like to be a author who doesn't experience success. So we quite often hear these success stories about these authors that are fantastic and wonderful and all the different doors that have been opened for them, but then we don't hear so much about the other side of the coin and how incredibly isolating and lonely publishing can be as well. This book's made me incredibly intrigued to find out more about the author, and I would also like to recommend her episode on Poured Over podcast, which is uh, presented by Barnes & Noble. I learned a lot about her and her motivation for writing this book and how this book was born. So if you have read Yellow Face, I really recommend having a listen to that. I will put a link in my show notes for you. And of course, it also makes me intrigued to read Babel. Um, I'm not so much into The Poppy War because it's a bit more fantasy, but definitely keen to read more of her work and also see what she creates next. So that was the first book that I read this month, um, which then meant it was very hard to pick up something else. I did, however, pick up something else, and that was Scythe by Neil Shusterman. It was the Book at Me book club book for this month, and it was something that I uh, wasn't overly interested in reading. However, that is one of the great things about being in a book club is that it often forces you to read something that might not necessarily be your usual genre or your usual story. So it is sci-fi, it is YA, but I think that that definitely was of benefit to me. So it was a lot more easier for me to step into the world and understand that dystopian world feel that we were now in. So that definitely helped me out. So if you're someone who's not that way inclined, um, but want to pick up something different, I would definitely give Scythe a go. Here's what it's about. After unsettling encounters with a scythe, both Citra and Rowan become scythe apprentices, people who in a dystopian world are charged with gleaning the human race to keep population in check. The pair learn about the craft in all its glory and gory, but in the end, only one of them will receive the enchanted ring and become a scythe forevermore. So what I did really like about this book was the way I was able to easily understand what was happening and going on. As I mentioned before, the fact that it was YA, I found it a bit more accessible to me than perhaps I would have found something that was more adult sci-fi. The characters were really well established in the book. I quite liked the characters. 
not only did you have some clear heroes embedded within the protagonists of the story, you also had a well-established baddie and there were journal entries throughout the novel as well that got you to step into the roles of different sites and um, hear from different people's perspectives. So I feel like that is always a really good way for you to better understand what's happening or better understand what's motivating the characters. For me, the most memorable part of this book was definitely the reflections on mortality and immortality. The idea of, are we actually human? If you remove the ability to die and you remove the ability to feel a lot of human emotions. So yes, the themes were actually quite heavy, but I think it it lends itself well. And there's definitely a lot of food for thought. And the idea of if we can then become immortal, then the idea of um, an overpopulated world and the problems that create and also thinking about some of the dangers or perhaps advantages to AI too. So something that I'm not necessarily overly interested in, but also can be a little bit worried about. So it was an interesting play on that. Um, a few things that I struggled with was definitely the sci-fi-ness of it. Whilst I understood the world, there were like little bits and pieces that I missed. And even in the discussion that we had yesterday at book club, there were things raised that it was like I, I missed or I didn't quite grasp or understand the concept of through reading the book, which can be understandable because a lot of the time um, my head is somewhere else or I'm often feeding my baby while I'm reading or maybe a bit sleep deprived. Um, the novel dragged for me at the end. I felt like we were just waiting for the final, uh, let's say battle. It's re it's revealed fairly early on what's going to happen. Uh, so I felt like that actually dragged on and I just wanted to finish it for the sake of finishing it and moving on to something else. Um, however, I'm really glad that I read it and it made for a really good discussion at book club. In case you're interested, it was actually rated really highly at book club yesterday. So it's probably our most highly rated book in the last three years. So if you are looking for something a bit different or if you like sci-fi or maybe it's something that's been sitting on your TBR for a while, it is definitely worth picking up Scythe. So book number three was The Family Next Door by Sally Hepworth. I needed a bit of a palate cleanser after Scythe, probably something I could read fairly quickly. I wasn't really interested in circling back to a romance or um, I just couldn't, again, get into funny ethics. So I ended up going back to the bookstore and I beeline for where Sally Hepworth books are. I've now read four of her books and I've really enjoyed each one of them. If you like a bit of family drama, um, and definitely stories that investigate relationships and psychology. I think that Sally Hetworth would be an author for you. So here is what The Family Next Door is about. Ange, Fran, Essie and her mother Barbara have been neighbours for years. So when Isabel moves to Pleasant Court, the women can't help but be intrigued, despite the fact that they have their own secrets locked behind each of their front doors. An addictive, all-engrossing story that explores motherhood, family and secrets. So I think from the top and well, the title gives this away is that's really what this book is about is the idea of how well do you know your neighbors and each one of these women had something different going on in their lives and you kind of shift between their perspectives and therefore their house and their own set of problems and worries. Um, the Australian setting always a win for me, mini cliffhangers at the end of each of the chapters and all of these entangled secrets came for an engrossing read. It made me think and become my own detective, which I like in a story. 
I mean, this isn't a crime fiction book, but I think you know what I mean. You kind of put the hat on and try to work out what's happened and going on in the story. Um, and from a personal note, being a new mum, there were some real moments that I found relatable. The idea of sleep deprivation and um, having visitors through the house and the little bits and pieces that just don't get done around the house because you're more interested and invested um, in the baby than other things going on and how that can also shift your dynamic and your relationship with other people as well. Although I actually enjoyed most of this book and really appreciate it for what it is, there are a few like logistical plot holes in the story and I also picked about halfway through what the major twist of the book was going to be. So as I said, I like to play detective, but I like to also be wrong when I'm that detective. Um, but even so, I still enjoyed the ride of the book. It just meant that that final twist didn't have as big of a pun. And the fourth book that I read in July was The True Love Experiment by Christina Lauren. Uh, I have read quite a few of their books, and I say there because Christina Lauren is actually two women that are besties that write books together. And if you have listened to my 2022 reading wrap-up, you'll note that Something Wilder, which was their previous novel, was one of my favourite romance reads last year. This is what The True Love Experiment is about. Successful romance author Fizzy Chen has severe writer's block, she cannot seem to come up with a sticky plot line for her next work, so when Connor Prince, a documentary filmmaker, approaches her with the opportunity to star in the new reality show, The True Love Experiment, she struggles to find the words to say no. Uh, now this read was kind of uh, a difficult one in the fact that I actually picked it up, read probably about a third of it and then put it down because I got a bit over it, it felt a bit predictable, I uh, wasn't really gelling with the characters, so I ended up sitting it aside. And uh, I ended up picking it back up because I was sitting there breastfeeding one day and had nothing to read and it was still sitting there beside me and I picked it up and I ended up finishing it. Probably if I had my time over again, I wouldn't have picked it up again, but I felt very determined to finish it once I actually had started it. Some things that I really liked about this book was the fact it actually connected to The Soulmate Equation, another book by Christina Lauren, and this is about... The lead character's best friend. So I liked that kind of crossover of worlds. The premise was fun. The idea about a bachelor or bachelorette style dating show but done a little bit differently was good. However, that was what I really wanted more of in this book. I felt like the reality TV scenes between Fizzy and the eight bachelors was really lacking. I thought a lot more could have been done there. And whilst there was a bit of a Oh, there wasn't really a love triangle, but I think that's kind of what I also would have liked in this read. I won't tell you more about that because that will be a little bit of a spoiler. And yeah, I think overall it was light. If you do like a slow burn romance, you probably would enjoy this book a little bit more for me. I do also want to note a thank you to Hachette Australia for their gifted copy of this book. Next month's TBR. Here is the section where I share what I am hoping to read in August. Because I am such a mood reader, I will probably only share one book every month in this section. 
Before I share with you what I'm hoping to read in August, I want to tell you my aim for August. And my aim is to read four books and also to raise $300 for the MS Readathon. Now, if you are Australian, you have probably heard this before, especially if you were an avid reader in your childhood. This year, the MS Readathon is raising funds for kids who have a parent living with MS. The funds raised by the MS Readathon go towards sending kids on awesome family camps where they can learn about MS and have fun with their family. I really hope that you can donate to help me reach my goal of $300. I will link the donation link in my show notes for you. So what I am hoping to read in August is The Heart is a Star by Megan Rogers. So I definitely need to, first of all, thank HarperCollins for actually sending me a copy of this read. Is the blurb. Layla Burns is exhausted. She's juggling a demanding job as an anaesthetist, a disintegrating marriage, her young kids and a needy lover. And most particularly, she's managing her historically unstable mother who repeatedly threatens to kill herself. But this year it's different. When her mother rings just before Christmas, she doesn't follow the usual script. Instead, she tells Layla that there's something she needs to tell her about her much-loved father. In response, Layla drops everything to rush to her childhood home in the wild west coast of Tasmania. She's determined to finally confront her mother and find out what really happened to her father and lay some demons to rest. So I'm excited to read this book because I've actually heard it's quite beautifully written. So again, a big tick for me. It is set in Australia and in particular Tasmania, one of uh, my favourite places to visit in Australia. It kind of reminds me a little bit of The Seven Skins of Esther Wilding by Holly Ringland. So I'm hoping there are some similar vibes to that read because I did read that earlier in the year and absolutely loved it. But there you go. That is what I'm hoping to read in August. The Heart is a Star by Megan Rogers. So make sure you come back and listen to my August wrap up to hear what I thought of this read. Baby Bookstorians Books. the final section of each of my monthly wrap-ups where I will share with you a book that I have really enjoyed reading with my son in the particular month. So uh, I've got a big smile on my face because the little intro that you just heard actually is my son's cute little giggle in it. So hopefully that made you smile as well. This month, the book that I have really enjoyed reading with my son is called I Am Lupe. Now, I do sincerely apologize to the authors of this book in case I do pronounce your names incorrectly. And that is Sila Ahoshivi Aitola and Yani Augustina. This book follows a little girl who can't help but notice that she's different from her classmates. Determined to know why, she asks her mother to explain who she is. What she finds is that she has many, many wonderful things. I think that I particularly have really enjoyed this read because it's quite diverse and celebrates different people. It doesn't just pigeonhole people into being this or that. It actually shares all the different things that you can be and how sometimes that's a similarity that you have with someone, but also how that is a difference. So that book is actually out now. It was released on July 26th. And again, a big thank you to Hachette for this gifted copy. So that's it. Uh, Hopefully that has given you a good wrap up of July. Um, Not only what I'm reading, but a children's book that I have also enjoyed reading with my son and what I'm hoping to read in August. I hope that you've enjoyed another solo episode and come back again next month to hear what I read in August. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Bookstorian Podcast. 
If you've enjoyed it, show your support by following, subscribing, and rating the show wherever you listen, as well as sharing the podcast on social media. If you want to go the extra mile, you can shout me a coffee via Ko-fi. It's super easy to navigate and you don't need an account to donate. You can find the link in the show notes along with a full list of all the books and other media mentioned in this episode. Finally, make sure you head over to Instagram and follow my latest guest as well as my bookstagram at bookstorian underscore and podcast account at the bookstorian podcast.